All right, hey guys, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Sad Street Journal. Uh, my name is Chance. My name is Jeff. And uh, today we're just going to be bringing you our first episode, kind of an insight uh, into the crypto space. But we first wanted to talk about why we, uh, you know, why we came up with the idea of the podcast. Uh, for me, uh, I was very fortunate to start working with Jeff and kind of have my eyes open to the uh, to the crypto space. Uh, it was something that I was way too timid and, and reserved about initially. And, you know, as I've learned more and more, I've actually started investing myself. And I just want to provide the same opportunity to, uh, to other new people. Uh, for one, just help people stay away from scams and, and stay away from misinformation because, you know, with popularity comes scams. So uh, we want you to help protect everyone and just give you a better insight into the world of crypto if you're, you know, interested. Yeah, and I think I'm, I'm here for a lot of the same reasons. Uh, I've been in the space uh, since 2019, um, so still fairly new compared to comparatively to some sure. other uh, OGs that have been in the space. But uh, I've been around for a little bit. I've seen my fair share of scams, and I just I really want to help people. Uh, just want to educate people on kind of what the going ons are, and just um, help help spreading the word and um, trying to as you as we talk more about this, hopefully get into talking about how cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, can help kind of give give money back to the people in the in the truest sense democratizing money and hopefully uh hopefully grow through the space okay jeff so let's just jump right into it uh what is bitcoin so it's good to think about bitcoin kind of like a digital money it has a fixed supply it's controlled by the people instead of the government um, and it lets you send money to other people without any sort of middleman like visa or mastercard there's a lot of moving parts to it and it can be really confusing and trying to like digest it all. But we're gonna try and break it down in the next few videos. And um, and for this podcast, we're gonna focus mostly on Bitcoin's blockchain and kind of how a transaction moves through the network. Okay, Jeff, so that kind of answers it from a technical standpoint, but in a real life situation, how do I actually go about paying you in Bitcoin? Like, let's say, uh, you know, you, you mowed the yard for me and I needed to pay you. How do we go about paying each other in Bitcoin? So I would send you a bill in the form of a QR code or a string of numbers called an address. Um, and you can either send that from a personal wallet if you already have some Bitcoin, or you can buy some from an exchange and send it directly from there. Okay, so I've just got your invoice on my side and I'm looking at it. And so I either go into my personal wallet or I go to the exchange and withdraw funds and I put in your address. Uh, so now I, I have sent the funds on my side. Then what happens from there? So you're transaction is going to be put into a block and a block is just a container with a bunch of transactions in it and after a little bit of time uh, the transaction will confirm and your money gets sent so i've just sent you my funds you said that uh that it had to be confirmed what what does that mean so about every 10 minutes a block is created on the bitcoin blockchain if your transaction is in that block that gets created it's considered confirmed Okay, so that can that clears up what confirming is. All right, so who is actually going through and doing the confirmations? A miner is the one who's doing the confirming. What they're doing is they're building a block, and at the same time that they're building this block, they're looking out at the queue of all the transactions, and they're taking the ones with the biggest fees and putting it into this block, and if they succeed in creating the block, then your transaction is confirmed. Okay, so you said the ones with the largest fees are the ones that are actually getting thrown into this block. So, uh, so let's say uh, let's say I didn't throw very much at the fee. Let's say I didn't even put a fee at all. What 
what would happen there? Would my blog just sit there for like eternity or, or what exactly would happen? If you don't include a fee, then your transaction can still confirm. It's all a matter of a miner is looking to make the most money. And so they're going to want to put transactions into the block because they only get paid if they create a block. Okay. So they, they want to take transactions with the biggest fees so that they make the most money. So you can include one that has a lower fee. It's just it'll take a little bit longer for your for your transaction to get confirmed. Okay, got it. So essentially, so uh, Joe is out here mining. He sees a bunch that are, they added like, let's say, a $10 fee. And uh, he's going to grab those because he would much rather saw, add those to the block and get paid rather than adding my 10 cent fee to help me go through, right? Exactly. Okay. All right, so that breaks it down on a technical side. But uh, what's a more kind of real life uh, situation? Can you build us like, like an analogy to kind of just explain it? Okay, imagine you go to Disneyland. Okay, so I'm going to Disneyland because I've already made so much money off my cryptocurrency or my Bitcoin. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can just afford to go to Disneyland now. Right. All right. So you go to Disneyland and you're waiting in line to get on this roller coaster. You can either choose to sit and wait in the queue and eventually you'll get on the roller coaster and you can go, or you can buy the speed pass and jump the line and get in the next roller coaster ride. In this analogy, the people are transactions that are waiting to be confirmed. The roller coaster is the block and like any every single time the block goes those transactions are confirmed and the speed pass is the fee that you can pay to jump ahead of everybody and get on the roller coaster first all right so now that we understand how my funds go to you you said something about that there was a uh, kind of a 10 minute block time what did, why why is that 10 minutes what does that mean does i mean does so essentially only every 10 minutes these transactions go through uh, and why is 10 minutes the designated time? So the 10-minute block time is actually kind of arbitrary. Um, it's just a number that Satoshi kind of set whenever he built Bitcoin. Now, it targets the, the protocol will automatically target 10 minutes. So every single 2016 blocks that happen, uh, Bitcoin will look at how long it took to, to find all 2016 blocks. And if the average is, let's say, 11 minutes, then it changes the algorithm that all these miners are running to be a little bit easier um, so that those miners are able to find blocks more quickly so that it come in on an average of 10 minutes. Just like if the blocks were coming in every nine minutes on average, then the, the algorithm they're running is that it's too easy for them to find blocks. And so it'll make it a little bit harder so that it, the blocks come in slower. Okay, so how are the miners actually getting paid here? Okay, so there's two parts uh, to them getting paid. They get paid based on the transaction fees for all the transactions they include in the block. And then for right now, they're actually rewarded because they can create new Bitcoin in each block. All right. So uh, how many uh, new coins are in each block? How much are they getting paid in that? So as of right now, today, there's 6.25 Bitcoin that, created, that are created in every single new block. At the beginning of Bitcoin, back in 2009, it was 50 Bitcoin per block, which you can imagine like how much money that would be today. Yeah. But but yeah, so it was 50 Bitcoin then, about every four years or every 210,000 blocks to be exact, the reward that miners get per each block gets cut in half. And so it goes from 50 to 25 to 12.5 to now 6.25. And that happens every single four years uh, out until about 2140. 
when there will be no more new Bitcoin that get created in each block and they'll rely solely on transaction fees. Okay, so even now with the dip that's happened, these guys are still getting an additional 240,000 in like US dollars. Yes. Like on top of everything they charge for the transaction fees if they complete the block. Correct. So there's just, I imagine there's absolutely massive competition for these guys completing the blocks. Yes, yeah. And um, there's a separate video that we can make about mining pools where people will actually uh, combine a bunch of their kind of hash power um, together to try and find a block as a group. And then the reward is distributed to everyone in the pool so that they don't have to be like trying to solo mine a block because okay. it's really, really hard to mine a block on your own, um, especially today. Just, Imagine it's near impossible at this point. You right? have to, yeah, yeah, it's very, very hard, uh, which is why a lot of people will just join a pool and then they get less reward because it's it's split up between all the people in the pool. But less they reward is better get, than no reward. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, so I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up the video here. But before we, we fully finish up here, we did have uh, some questions posted to Facebook that we just wanted to take the time to answer. The first one is from Josh. And uh, he was asking, what, it, what are the risks associated with cryptocurrencies? And is it riskier than a typical uh, investment that you do on, on the stock exchange, for example? So in terms of risk, I would say there's a few, in addition to like your normal investments that you make, there's a couple other things. Uh, because this is an, an unregulated market, largely, uh, there's a lot of scams that are kind of prevalent. Um, there were a few that I heard about recently. Um, there were exit scams. They basically stole $32 million of investor funds. And there's really nothing that the people can do uh, as far as getting those funds back. Um, so it's it's very, very early on in the market. There's not a whole lot of regulation. There's not really a lot of way to stop that because of the nature of cryptocurrencies. The other, the other risks that I would say that you have is protocol risk. So there can be a bug in the contract or a bug in the code. And if you're investing in something that's really untested or really new, then there's more risk that that that, that protocol could fail and you could lose all your money that way. Okay, and uh, speaking of the of the money that, that was stolen, that happened on kind of like, a, like a, I guess a lesser known exchange, you'd say. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like an off the wall one. So we're gonna post a list of exchanges and services that we use personally that we feel safe giving out to you guys uh, that also have a better track record than some of these scam sites that keep popping up. We're also gonna be posting a list of kind of wallets that we use that we've tried out and uh, definitely go, go out and try a bunch of different wallets. Um, they're pretty easy to set up and just kind of see what's what's comfortable for you. Um, just so you know, some of those links are going to be referral links. So if you use them, um, you'll get a little bit of Bitcoin or cryptocurrency and uh, it, it'll help support us as well because we'll, we'll get some too. Okay. And also as far as the wallet skill, we're actually uh, kind of have definitions on our website of what the different type of wallets are, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it'll go over kind of the different pros and cons of each one and, and what kind of tool set you get with the different wallets. All right, guys, thanks once again for tuning in to the first ever episode of the Sat Street Journal. We promise that we will get better with time, uh, but in the meantime, we do have a website. It is the satstreetjournal.com. You can feel free to go over there, and uh, we have all of our links to our other social media platforms. Once again, that's satstreetjournal.com, and that's S-A-T streetjournal.com.
If you did like our podcast, be sure to follow us. We're on Amazon, Apple, YouTube. We even have our own RSS feed on our website. Uh, leave us a comment, like, subscribe, follow. Just go along with us on this journey. And uh, thanks for tuning in.